We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Alright, welcome in everybody. It's Thursday on Sports Daily. Thursday's always a lot of fun here on the program. We'll talk to our betting insider, Chelsea Messenger, later in the program. K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, later in the program as well. Here we go. Almost Friday night football in the high school playoffs. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Jacob Albrock here alongside Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers, producing for us. Tommy, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jacob. We are looking forward to... A lot on the show today, we've got, obviously, K-State look to look ahead to. A lot of the best bets of the weekend. And then, of course, Kansas City Chiefs in primetime on Sunday night. Looking forward to all of it. Yeah, we let's let's start with the Chiefs, Tommy, because we'll get uh, we'll get pretty busy. We have the Shockers playing tonight as well, by the way, against Richmond in a game I think we're all pretty excited about. You'll hear that over on KEYN. Uh, Juju news, Tommy, no surprise, right? Day by day, I doubt he plays. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts. But I mean, there was almost no chance when we saw that injury after we saw the Tua situation early in the year that Juju Smith-Schuster was going to be able to come back this week. I, I I guess I wonder: is it two weeks? Is it three weeks? And this new process and everything—if that changes it. But because of you know, his hands and how clearly bad we could see it was, you know, just looking at it. I, I would suspect it may be a little while before we see Juju back on the field. Um, there's just really no other way to do it with these things anymore. I, I think the days of speedy return times on clear concussions. Now, some of the ones that are in the air where a guy may get pulled and maybe he wasn't concussed because they've changed that rule, that's a different story. But when it's this obvious and clear, like it was with Juju, I just can't, I cannot imagine guys are going to be back very quick from that. Yeah, you got to be overly cautious in today's NFL um, with with all the scrutiny around head injuries and um, and then of course you have the visual proof of the way that Juju was on the field after the hit. Can't imagine that he's going to be back anytime soon. And it's not just Juju. I mean, I know that that's the 
the top story as far as injuries are concerned, but McCole Hardman didn't practice yesterday. Marquez Valdez-Scantling didn't practice yesterday. Kansas City is pretty thin at the wide receiver position. The depth chart is Kadarius Toney, and then it's Sky Moore, and then it's Justin Watson. Those are kind of the three wide receivers that at least practiced yesterday. Uh, I don't know the status really of Hardman or MVS for primetime, but it's interesting, Jacob, when you look at uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers, the storyline basically all season has been how banged up the Chargers wide receivers have been with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Both of those guys returned to practice this week, and now it looks like Kansas City has uh, the significant wide receiver injuries. Yeah, so Wednesdays are the first official practice report injury days. Um, both the guys you mentioned, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, who have been out a while, were limited participants. That is a good sign for their ability to, to play. Typically in the NFL, if guys practice on Fridays, they play on Sundays. That's not a hard and fast rule, but it's a pretty good commonality rule that happens on injury status. So we'll continue to watch those two guys. They'll obviously make a big difference. And Justin Herbert, who has, you know, faced his first adversity really of his career, much like Patrick Mahomes did last year. A lot of it for Herbert has been he just hasn't had anybody to throw the ball to. So I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get them back. On the Chiefs side, Hardman didn't practice still with the injury. MVS's was an illness, so I would suspect he'll be able to get back from that by Sunday. Um, and and Juju, obviously, I mean, again, I, I think you, there's zero chance probably that Juju plays. Hardman, I don't know. I mean, he could come back later in the week. I think, though, for Hardman, it's okay when we're talking about what the Chiefs will be able to do because Kadarius Tony showed us that he can fill that role. Right, like that one to me is going to be okay. They do need MVS back because they don't really have another deep threat if Hardman and MVS are out. Um, I I think Sky Moore is going to have to be the guy if Juju's out to take that role. They don't really have anybody stylistically that's similar, right? MVS is not that receiver. McCole Hardman is not that kind of receiver. Um, Kadarius Tony, we don't know yet. We have no idea what kind of receiver he is other than he's explosive after the ball, after he catches the ball. So really, I mean, you kind of you kind of just look down, right? And and it's going to be Sky Moore's opportunity here to do what they need him to do. They spent a lot of draft capital on him. The opportunity's there. He's going to have to step up, and Mahomes is going to have to at least try to trust him uh, because you can't throw, you know, 40 passes to, to Travis Kelsey. It's not going to work. So they've got to find about it. it. Yeah, I hate to be cold about it, uh, but I'll believe it when I see it with Sky Moore. Oh, I'm kind of absolutely in that position at this now point. Where yeah, I'm I not, think I we all have to be. Yeah, yeah we all I have to be. I can't. I can't count on him. I'm not gonna, you know, sit here and say, yeah, he's, you know, he's got to be the guy. I mean, he has. Well, he been. does have to be the guy. I don't know if he can be. I mean, they, yeah, because I don't know that anybody else on the roster will fit that role. I mean, it and just they, doesn't doesn't look yeah, like they will. They may be forced into making him. Uh, the guy this weekend, depending on how things play out. Um, of course, Kansas City has the security blanket in Travis Kelsey, but as you mentioned, you can't throw the ball to him 40 times. It's, it's not going to work. Um, so you've got to have some other weapons. Kadarius Tony, thank goodness, he seems like he has acclimated himself well uh, to the offense at a pretty short period of time. Had his first NFL touchdown a week ago. But I think a bigger issue is that if you're going to be down uh, Juju and maybe even Hardman, I think it's probably, I don't want to speculate, I think it's probably safe to say that MBS will be okay to play, but if you're down Juju and potentially McCole Hardman, 
you've got to get the running game consistent. And Isaiah Pacheco was able to do that last week against Jacksonville, uh, but he was the only one. And th- it's got to be, if you're down two of your top receivers, you've got to be a little bit more balanced and you've got to be able to rely on the run game. Uh, and so I'm hoping and anticipating that we'll see better production from the running back room as a whole. I don't know, and we've talked about it multiple times this week. I don't know what the future holds for Clyde edwards Lair. I don't know where he's at in this offense. Isaiah Pacheco has gotten a lion's share of the carries recently. Jerick McKinnon has kind of been absent the last couple of weeks. Um, but if you're going to be down two of your top receivers, yeah, you might have Travis Kelsey, you might have Kadarius Toney, but you've got to rely on some of those other weapons out of the backfield. Yeah. You do. Well, They've got to they've got to do a lot of things and and I don't know most of this is going to have to be players stepping up right like we we know what has to happen you can't throw it to Kelsey you know twenty times even though sometimes they might want to um, and you'd like to see something out of the run game especially against the Chargers so who's it going to be I that that one doesn't matter to me as much because they've shown they can use any of them so whoever it ends up being I think I think they're going to be okay. That's more of a, you've got to be able to establish the run no matter who it is back there. I don't know what to make of this receiver situation. It is interesting because we are going to see somebody get an opportunity to step up. Whether they do, obviously, will be a big determining factor in this game, I think. But somebody's going to have a chance that doesn't normally have a chance because Juju has become, while Travis Kelsey is the guy in the safety blanket, right? Juju's become the next guy. He's become the second option in that pass game pretty clearly to me. So is anybody able to step into that role? Man, that's a really million-dollar question, maybe a $10 million question because they're trying to determine that moving forward after this year too, right? Like we know Kadarius Tony's under contract. We know McCole Hardman's not. We know Juju Smith-Schuster's not, and MVS is. So Juju's going to be an expensive option. If anybody else can fill that role, be a good time to find out right now when Juju's out, right? If it's if it is meant to be Sky Moore for the future, if that was their plan when they drafted Sky Moore, you gotta show it right now. Because they're gonna have to make other plans if he's not the guy, right? If it doesn't work, we just saw the Vikings cut Amari Rogers in year two because it's not working out. He was a second round pick. Sky Moore's a second round pick. I mean, we see it happen. So it hasn't been there yet. It's gotta be there now. Because he's going to have a chance, I think, to do it. Now, this is a this is a speculation. We don't know how the Chiefs are going to fill that role. Like, there's no telling how Andy Reid will fill that role. But just player to player, it's the only logical guy to fill that role that's on the roster and healthy right now. MVS has played for a long time. That's not what he does, right? He's not going to go out and get eight, nine, ten targets in a game. He's never been that with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. He's a different type of receiver. So I don't think it's that simple of just peppering him with targets. I think it's going to have to be, you know, what's the number? Six or so targets for somebody to, to sort of take on that role. There's a decent chance this game, especially if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen play, turns into a, a bit of a high-scoring game. At least you'd think up over 45 or so points, if not way more. Um, so somebody does need to bail them out a little bit. They could run the ball effectively, Tommy. I mean, it's it's the Chargers' defense, which has been susceptible there. Yeah, you could come out and control the clock and run the ball, but how many years have we been watching Andy Reid play football? 
That just <laughs> isn't going to happen, right? That, that, that will never play that way. I do have a level of compassion for Sky Moore um, because the expectations were high for him coming out of college and that transition from college to the NFL. It's a difficult one. And on top of it, keep in mind, he was not only thrown in as a receiver, but thrown in as a putt returner, too. And that's not gone well whatsoever. So I think we're getting to the point where the confidence level might be dropping a little bit. Uh, the trust that Patrick Mahomes and even the coaching staff might have in Sky Moore has dropped off a little bit. But you're right. He does have a chance to sort of build that back a little bit this weekend, especially uh, considering that, that Juju probably isn't going to play. And with, you know, the, the thought that potentially McCole Hardman may not play. So I do have compassion for him. There's one other receiver on the roster that I feel like <clears throat> doesn't get mentioned at all. And that's Justin Watson. And, and Watson is a, he's not going to be out on the field a whole lot. Uh, he takes limited snaps. But the last time that Kansas City played the Chargers on that Thursday night game back in week two, Watson had two catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. He had a 41 yard touchdown catch. That was the last time Kansas City played the Chargers. If there's an opportunity for guys like Sky Moore, then you would think there might be a little bit more of an opportunity for Justin Watson. I'm not suggesting he can fill in to any one of those roles. Like if Juju's out, he's not going to get all the targets. But I think you could see him sprinkled in a little bit more. Um, I've, I've wondered, and I don't really know much about him, but I've wondered why we haven't seen him on the field more. Because I feel like when he has been on the field, and Patrick Mahomes has targeted him. He's made the most of it. So I'm a little bit confused about that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a little bit more looks uh, this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I think his opportunity comes in that if he can just out-practice Sky Moore, right? Like maybe it's his opportunity to take. Um, and that's fine too. Like one of those guys, those guys, and I don't know enough about Watson's overall game to know if that fits his style or his role or you know, I just, I just don't. Um, but he could. I still don't really know exactly what his role is. I don't, I don't either, and I don't know what his style as a player is either. We kind of know with Sky Moore what the expectation was, where they drafted him, where we saw him sprinkled in, kind of early. He is. I, I think he was designed and drafted to be a a little bit of a higher volume receiver to complement the speed of MVS down the road. I, I just. That's why they drafted him. Now, Watson could outplay him at practice, and quite frankly, like I think the Chiefs are going to just roll with whichever guy because the reality for the Chiefs is right now, look, we're playing for home field. Like Now it's back in our court. Ball's in our court, right? Buffalo's stumbled. We we can't afford another loss. In, you know, in your head, if you're the Chiefs, that's the way you've got to approach this. Like We can't afford another loss if we want home field, but we control home field. And the reality is... For whatever reason, the Chargers have been tight games, right? They, they've—I don't want to say they've struggled with the Chargers, but by their own standard, I think you could say of the teams they've played, the Chargers give them as many fits, really, as just about anybody. So, the Chargers now—you got to go to their place, and the Chargers are desperate. They know what's on the line here. They're five and four. They got to win this game, and they're getting two of their receivers back, and they're sick of it. I'm sure. Hearing, I'm sure Justin Herbert's sick of hearing about how he's, you know, maybe he's not as good as everybody thought and, and blah, 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 blah. It's interesting because Justin Herbert's, I mean, honestly, like, he's going to be fine. He's doing, he's dealing with the league adjusting to him, which every young quarterback does. But he'll be fine, especially if he gets his two top receivers back. This is a dangerous game for the Chiefs. 
and and we'll talk to Chelsea Messenger, and I'm interested to get her thoughts on this, Tommy. It's been around six points, six points on the road for the Chiefs. I don't really like that number for Kansas City, quite frankly, with everything we know going into this game. Yeah, I don't particularly like it either. Um, I think that there are probably better ways to bet this game than just the straight-up spread. Um, because, it, you know, it's a divisional game, and as you mentioned, I, I think you can't rule out the desperation factor that the Chargers have. Kansas City, uh, they can basically wrap up the division on Sunday night in week 11 of the season. And so the Chargers, you know, they're a couple of games back. They can make it a little bit more interesting, put a little bit more pressure on the Chiefs. And I feel like the Chargers, yeah, they've been injured. They've been banged up. Uh, they've underperformed. I think that there are some issues there with, with Brandon Staley. Uh, that being said, uh, I feel like they've kind of flown under the radar somewhat. Like we don't talk about them quite as much when we're talking about teams like the Chiefs and the Bills right. and the Dolphins and the Ravens, you know, teams like that. Hey, you know, the Chargers are five and four. They're over 500. They're not out of the race. This is a critical game for them, uh, but they could be looking, even if they don't win this game, they'll be at 500 and they could be a wild card team and they have the talent uh, win healthy to be an effective yeah. football team. So I, I feel like they've they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit um, and maybe not gotten the due that they deserve. I, I don't know how healthy they're li- – they've, they've been down a couple – like two, three starters on the offensive line. It, the headlines have been the, the wide receivers, certainly. Uh, but they're, they're down They've been linemen. banged up on defense too. J.C. Jackson, I, you know, was, know. was out and That's, yeah. I, it, I absolutely think – and I, I'm not a huge Brandon Staley guy, but I absolutely think if they got healthy, and again, I I would I don't know how likely that is, but if they get you know remotely healthy down the stretch, they're going to be the team that nobody wants to play in the first round of the playoffs. Um, now they have to get there health wise, and that's something for not just this year, for years and years and years they have not been able to do. Um, I don't know what in the world goes on there, but it, whatever reason, this happens every year to them, and so. All of that said, we're sharing a brain on this. This is a dangerous game. I don't like the six-point line. We'll talk to Chelsea Messenger about it. It's on the road. They're a desperate team. The Chiefs are banged up. We don't know what the Chiefs are going to be able to do. You've got weird stuff going on with Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a game that you really need to run the ball. It's just, I'm not saying I don't like the Chiefs to win this game because I like the Chiefs to win this game, but I certainly don't like laying six points or anything like that. I think this has a chance to be a really tight and competitive game, just like it was the first time these two teams played. And remember, and this is just off a of recollection, Tommy, but I seem to recall that the Chiefs got pretty lucky to get away with a win when they played the Chargers earlier in the season. Like I, I remember yeah. coming out of that game thinking, man, the Chargers should have won that game. Well, the Chargers outplayed Kansas City uh, basically from the the – starting whistle to the end of the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs, you know, left Arrowhead that night thinking we were pretty fortunate to get a victory and be 2-0 and uh, to start the season. I don't think you can rule out, I don't think you can underestimate the level of desperation that the Chargers have. It's a different kind of desperation than a team like the Raiders have right now or a team like the Broncos have because those teams are in free fall and they're dumpster fires. Both of them are. The desperation for the Chargers is we still have a chance and if we can get healthy in January, we can make we can legitimately make a run regardless if we win the division or not. So there's a level of of desperation there to for them to continue on on this path. If they get a victory, they're 6 and 4. They're a game behind Kansas City in the AFC West. 
And just like that, I think people start talking about the Chargers as potential legitimate contenders again. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very important game for the Chargers. I don't like that number. I think that there are, like I said before, better ways to bet this game. I don't know if they're going to get healthy, uh, but I'll end, I'll end with this question for you. Um, I don't know if they're going to get healthy, but let's say they did. Let's say they were healthy. Where would they factor into the power rankings in the AFC? Well, look, I had the Chargers to win the division. Remember that at the very beginning of the season? Yeah. I was the only one out of all of us that said, I love the Chiefs, but man, the Chargers are super talented. Um, so if they're healthy, I'm high on them. I, I really I am. Mean, they, they could slide in at three at this point, sure. right? I, I don't think anybody's going to take them over Kansas City or Buffalo, but I think healthy, and they're not. But if they got healthy, just, you know, on a neutral field, whatever, I think you could put them in the same conversation as the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Bengals, whoever else you want to include sure. from the AFC. So, yeah, dangerous game. We'll see what Chelsea Messenger thinks about that and the rest of the NFL slate. That's coming up on Sports Daily on this Thursday. Here we go. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor here. Jad Chambers producing 869-1240, the number for your calls. We'll have a giveaway later in the show, so stay tuned for that. Chelsea joins us again this week. Chelsea, we were just coming out with the, with the Chiefs game in our last conversation. We'll jump around, but let's start there. We both feel like the six points here, everything considered with injuries and potential players coming back, it kind of stinks. We don't really like that six points. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. If you're taking the Chargers, talking about the Chargers okay. game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look at the last five matchups, none of these games have the Chiefs won by more than six points. So why wouldn't you just play the other side if you think the Chargers can keep it close, which they normally do, because uh, the only games that were not decided by seven points, the Chargers won outright. And I think one of those was like a, a January game in which – Maybe the Chiefs didn't have to win, and they had, like, Matt Moore or somebody in the quarterback. Uh, but still, I think if you keep having that feeling in the back of your mind that, well, six points is probably too much, either stay away or take the points. I know the injuries are going to be key here, so keep your uh, eye out for the injury report for the Chargers. But still, it's a divisional matchup, and the divisional dogs usually are pretty profitable, especially when the spread is this big. Because remember, what was it, the first game of the season, which the spread was three and a half, and people were saying, well, the Chiefs are really good. Uh, but that three and a half, the hook got you, because that game was decided by, what, three points? So I think you just take the point. Yeah. Yeah, that, that final score in week two was 27-24 Kansas City. Looking at the over-under for this game, Chelsea, it's right at 51. But we know how the unders have performed in primetime games. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts overall on the way that the over-unders have played out in primetime? We talked to the VP of trading, Jason Scott, at BetMGM about this. Because it seems 
like a pretty overwhelming trend if you look at the numbers and the way unders is hitting uh, have been hitting in prime time. And he said it's not really a trend that we have our eye on because it's still a relatively small sample size when you're thinking of, you know, how many primetime games we've played. And also, we've had some bad teams going head-to-head on primetime. I don't know who scheduled these or if they were thinking that these teams are going to be better in primetime. Because just think, how many games have we seen the Broncos in? And that's probably one of the best under teams in all of football because they have the number one red zone defense and the worst red zone offense. So you've got to consider the teams playing. And every time you play a bet, like, you've got to consider the two teams playing. And we know both of these offenses are fully capable of putting up a 30 spot. I think probably the Chargers, it's going to be tough without two of their better weapons if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams don't play. Um, but the Chargers, the, the matchup to exploit here is they've been bad against the run. So if the Chiefs are going to have these long, sustained drives, sometimes that can be an overkiller. Because think about all the time that the Chiefs can waste if they have like a 91-yard uh, drive where they're running, they're passing, and they're just eating time off the clock. So I think people don't think about that too, is that teams that have good offenses that can do these long, sustained drives, sometimes it actually lends itself to the under, like we've seen with the Bills. Chelsea, let's move into tonight's game. Um, this is a weird one to me too. The Packers are favored probably based on what they did in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys. The Titans over the entire year have been better than Green Bay, but the Titans are get three points on the road. I don't know what to make of it. I, I would lean, I think, to the Titans and take the points because I think they might just be the better team. Here's the tough part when handicapping Titans games. None of the numbers like the Titans. If you go by metrics, the Titans should not be winning games. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure how Mike Rabel continues to pull a rabbit out of his hat with an offense that this that is this pedestrian. But I think the Titans have a fighting shot here, especially when the total is so low at 41. I think I'd still take the under as my favorite play as opposed to the spread, just because the Titans keep in these games with defense. They have the number one third down defense in the entire NFL. And plus, they're going to be running the ball. Uh, It's going to be Derrick Henry, a steady dose of running the football, uh, especially against the matchup here. The Packers are bottom 10 against the run. And I think they rank 28th in opponent yards per carry. So why wouldn't the Titans try to take advantage of that matchup? And also, here's the next factor. The Titans punter has been amazing. Ryan Stonehouse last week was uh, the AFC Special Teams Player of the, the Week because he had three punts inside the 10 when going against the Broncos. The weather's going to be a little tough on him. Obviously, it's going to be cold. It was cold in, in Nashville last week, too. Uh, so he's shown that he can do it in cold conditions, too. So when you have a really good punter that can put the team, you know, way back in their own territory, I think it lends itself to the under. Okay, Chelsea, is there any way in your mind, a good way to bet the Buffalo Bills? They've lost two games in a row, and then we know that there could be a pretty significant snowstorm in Buffalo this weekend where there might be a change in venue is that a team right now with the way that they played recently and then with the uncertainty this weekend to just stay away from them until we know more? Or is there something you feel good about? Well, I think you just take the under. And hopefully it hasn't dropped too much already. I think it's already dropped four points. I'm not sure what it is at this exact moment. But we have seen these snowstorm games be very low scoring. And it's just hard to get anything going, especially with that weather. The Bills are a team that I don't really like betting on because you're never getting any value. It's almost similar to the Chiefs uh, back a couple years ago because 
the line's always going to favor that team, and the public's always going to be all over them. So you're never getting any value with teams like the Bills because it's built into the number that people want to bet on them. And the Bills haven't even been, you know, winning these games and covering numbers. So it's a team that I normally stay away from. But when you see weather that's that inclement, and especially with the wind, it's not just like rain and cold because some people are like, oh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be an under. Um, But it's the precipitation and it's the wind. So I feel like the under is still the play regardless of, you know, what the number is. One of my favorite bets, Chelsea, over the last couple of weeks, we're talking to Chelsea Messenger here, uh, host of The Daily Tip. Uh, you can find her on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. One of my favorite bets the last few weeks is been the Bears over because of Justin Fields and his uh, development and the fact that their defense kind of sucks. Is that Do we just keep riding that until it proves us wrong? 49.5 against the Falcons seems really good again to me this week. What do you think of that over? Yeah, the odds makers are trying to make us work, aren't they? Because uh, you're right, it's been an auto bet. Just because the Bears traded away the best pieces on their defense, Raquan Smith, Robert Quinn, now traded away. And Justin Fields has figured something out on the offense, and that is to run for his life. And in the past couple of games, he's run for uh, over 100 yards. That's another play that's been an auto bet. When it comes to Bears games, I've been taking Justin Fields over his rushing prop. Last week, it was set at a hilarious 58 and a half. And also, like you said, the Bears overs, they're going against the Falcons this week, which is a very easy defensive matchup. The Falcons are not a good defense. I think uh, the only problem is the Falcons like to run the ball, and maybe they can, you know, tear up some clock there. But still, the over looks like the play when it comes to Bears game. I think you're spot on. So it might be one of the worst, if not the worst games of the entire weekend. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because we care about the AFC West around here. But the Raiders and the Broncos, Chelsea, Nathaniel Hackett uh, said yesterday, his quote was, well, somebody has to win this game. Uh, so <laughs> at that point, uh, with the Broncos, you mentioned before that they've been a great uh, team to bet the under on. I'm guessing that's probably the direction to go on that. Anything else stand out with, with that matchup? I mean, both teams are not good. They're both relatively desperate. What do you think? Yeah, that's a, a tricky one. It seems like the Broncos. It, it seems like the Broncos are like the most trustworthy of two absolutely untrustworthy teams, uh, and especially if they're at home. And the defense, at least, is solid. Because what can you say is solid about the Raiders? I'm drawing the blank right now. Uh, Maybe Josh Jacobs, like he's the only steadfast one and Devonta Adams is good but like we haven't seen the numbers that we're expecting from him uh so I think I'd trust more on the the Broncos secondary in that pass defense and you know the run defense isn't too shabby either so I think I'd still trust the Broncos at home all right Chelsea uh one more for you here bet MGM you love it as much as we do we got first touchdown insurance tonight uh, I'm going to take Christian Watson. Rodgers, when he finds his guys, he leans on them. I, I don't ever like taking a receiver, but he has pretty good odds at plus 1,000. Where you, you, you taking that bet tonight, and if you are, who are you taking? Ooh, this is a tough one. I think it's hard to go against Aaron Jones or even A.J. Dillon. Uh, the, the Packers have such yeah. dynamic running backs, and both of those guys can catch passes. And that's a matchup that might be worth exploiting in tonight's game is the Packers against running backs through the air. Uh, When it comes to running backs and their receiving yards, uh, that's something that the Titans struggle at. Uh, They're bottom five against running backs uh, and fantasy matchups when it comes to running backs receiving props. 
So I think you probably put your money on. Let's go Aaron Jones. I think it's going to be him because he can touch and he can run it in. Uh, if it's a short field, uh, you know you know how that goes. Anytime touchdowns are such a crapshoot, I don't really like doing them, but they are fun. So let's go Aaron Jones. All right. You can always, uh, on Thursday Night Football, bet those first touchdowns on the $25 insurance. Chelsea, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, good luck to you this week in your bets and to your Titans tonight. <sighs> I'm a little nervous, but thank you. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. They've been an interesting team. Okay, thanks, Chelsea. We'll talk again to Chelsea next week. That's the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Chelsea Messenger Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. If you missed any of her advice there, you can always go back and listen at kfhradio.com. Tommy and I will be back. We'll uh, give some stuff away. I'll have a little fun here. We'll preview the Shockers in the next hour. And we've got our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, coming up top of hour number two. Busy Sports Daily today. We'll be back with more after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I love Thursdays on the show. We get to talk a little NFL betting, give us a little guide a little bit, talk us off some ledges. Tim Fitzgerald, it's been a fun year to talk K-State sports on the gridiron and on the hardwood. Uh, Tommy, something we'll be doing for that Chiefs game we've been talking about on Sunday night is the BetQL app. We're going to do that chat again this week, which I'm looking forward to. It's been a little while since we've done one of those. Uh, But basically, what you can do if you don't already have it is download the BetQL app. It's a, it's a partner feature that we have here at Odyssey. Um, it's not a betting site. It gives betting advice. 
and you know we jump on there from time to time to do these chat rooms these hosts and these are fun so basically the way i describe these is if you have a text thread and you if you're betting you probably do where you can sort of show your receipts to your buddies or whatever and talk about your bets on these games that's basically what this is but with people all over the country it's a chat room in the betql app Um, that feature i believe is free so you can jump in there and then you can see their other features as well which they've been They've been really good at college basketball and the NBA. I've been following, Tommy, um, as those seasons are getting underway. But you can jump in there with us. If you go to the chat feature, you'll see a Chiefs-Chargers chat room hosted by us here at Sports Daily. And we just get on there and we we just kick it around a little bit. It's fun. Uh, So if you haven't done one of those with us, download that app. Check it out. If you have, join us because we'll be on there Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've done, I think, three or four games uh, of, of Kansas City so far this season. We'll do the primetime game uh, on Sunday night with the Chargers. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a free download. The app is free. You can pay for uh, extra analysis. Um, and and I've, I've done that. I've looked at all the different analysis and everything that they break down, their best bets of the week and that sort of thing. Um, and it's usually pretty good. It's usually pretty spot on. And so uh, we'll be on there in the chat function talking about our favorite bets. We'll live comment on what's happening in the game. In fact, I'm pretty sure we the first one we did was the Chiefs Chargers game in week two when they played in Thursday on Thursday night football. I'm pretty sure that's the first one you and I did. So it'll be fun to be back on there again uh, and do it Sunday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to get the other cool thing that happens in those rooms is, you know, we obviously have a Chiefs bias around here. Uh, so it's good to hear from people in other places and see how they're sort of perceiving these things and perceiving the Chiefs and and evaluating them. It, it'll be it'll be fun. But you can do that with us Sunday night. So check that out. Uh, we'll send out links to that chat room as we get them a little later this week on our social media. So it's really easy to find. Um, all right, let's Tommy also set up a giveaway here. Let's do this again. So we've got a four-pack of Thunder tickets, and we're doing Saturday night after Thanksgiving. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Next Saturday night, uh, November 26th, the Thunder take on the Tulsa Oilers. Um, so it's a great time. We've we got your family around. And you want to you know, get them out of the house, and you're tired of eating leftover turkey and all of that. You can come out to Interest Bank Arena. Uh, the Thunder play the Tulsa Oilers. It's also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night at the Thunder game. So um, I believe we have Leo and Donnie, Leonardo and Donatella okay. uh, from the, the Turtles are going to be there. So you can take pictures with them. Uh, the team's wearing specialty uh, Ninja Turtle jerseys that will be auctioned off after the game. Um, so there's a lot of cool things in place for the game. All right. So that'll be next Saturday night after Thanksgiving. We'll throw away. Uh, we'll throw in. Sorry. We'll throw in a free iced tea card from HTO. Open West now coming soon east. That's uh, why if Tommy's got a video feed of me, if, I, if the bags under my eyes are abnormally <laughs> large, it's because we're almost op- an open You're east out close. there. So it's, we it's are getting time close. right now, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's whew, it is crazy right now, but we're getting there. Uh, so that gift card, that free tea card will work at either location once we do open up east. We hope it's pretty soon. Um, so you can do that right now. We'll do that. Thunder tickets, HTO free tea card. To our second caller here with Jad, 869-1240. And Tommy, we'll wrap up the second uh, the segment here as Jad takes that call. You a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy? That was huge was, for me when I was a kid. Yeah, I was when I was a kid. Uh, Who's your favorite cartoons? Um, It's been a long time. Who's the, 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 which one's the purple one? Was that Raphael? That's Donatello. Donat- okay, That's I was Donatello. the purple fan. Yeah, I was I Yeah, was the so I'm Raphael, guy. the red one okay. with the size. Uh, he sure. was kind of the, he kind of had the attitude a little bit. 
sure. in the movie, in the original movie, which is just such a classic, right? The 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 real people movie, not the cartoon. Yeah. Um, when Raphael gets beat up by the foot soldiers and Leo's got him in the bath, like sponging him on the head, because that is like as a, that was one of the emotional, most emotional movie scenes I had ever seen as a kid. Like that just you know really impacted me. And uh, and so, yeah, no, Ninja Turtles is fantastic. The idea of that. Imagine being in the show creation room and it was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have these four turtles that are kind of like surfer potheads that eat pizza all day. <laughs> but they're also crime fighting ninjas that a rat guy is their master. And they'll fight against a walking brain and a guy with, you know, called the shredder who was voiced by uncle phil by the way if you didn't know yeah. that from fresh prince um i mean thinking about like the creation of that show i'm gonna guess since the ninja turtles were borderline potheads that ate pizza all day there may have been some of that involved in the creation of that show it's an interesting element to it that I've always thought was really, really funny in a show that's so – like the fact that that's the show that has stood the test of time is pretty amazing, and I love yeah. it because it was such an awesome thing when I was a kid. So, you know, part of my job with the Wichita Thunder is, you know, developing like our theme nights, promo nights, things like that. And uh, we have a partnership with Nickelodeon, and that's how we were able to get oh. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We also – we did SpongeBob on opening night. There's like Paw Patrol coming up after the holidays and Blue's Clues and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's remarkable that it's the Ninja Turtles, which they were big when we were kids, that are, they're still popular. They're still around. And, uh, you know, people are, are excited about it. It'll be well because people our age now have kids, right? And sure. it's like, oh, you're going to love this. We're going and you're going to love it. And if you don't, you're going to pretend like you love it because this was the coolest thing in the world when we were kids. Although I think they still make new ones. I, my kids aren't yeah. quite enough quite all old enough to jump into uh, superhero-type things like that because I, I've told you my son already gets in trouble for wrestling at school. Um, <laughs> he's impressionable, and he loves superheroes, and he loves to, like, fight me, and he calls it to boom the bad guys and all these things. So I have to be careful in how much of that I, I push yeah. at him because it always comes back to bite me every time. Are I'm always, kids... like, egg on my face. Are your kids Paw Patrol fans? Are they into that? Yes. Watch that at all? Yeah. Yes. Yep. There we're 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 Paw Patrol in this house. All three of them have enjoyed it. Uh, really, you know, we had uh, Little Einsteins that all three have liked, and they've all outgrown that now. But I thought that show was really cool. They all three liked Peppa Pig, and yep. they've all three liked Paw Patrol to some varying degrees. Those have been about the only three shared. They've all really enjoyed the whole way through. I have two girls and a boy, but yeah, those three shows pretty much are are the ones that they all liked at some point. But they all kind of like Paw Patrol still. Paw Patrol's pretty cool. I like Paw Patrol. It's fine. Um, you guys have Paw Patrol night. That's a good idea. Okay. Uh, well, Mutant Ninja Turtle night. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle night. Hope somebody got some Thunder tickets there. Uh, Earl from Wichita, and it's Chiefs fans. Earl, congratulations, Earl. On the win there. I think that's the first Earl win we've had. So enjoy the game on Tommy. Enjoy the tea on me. And, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll get your thoughts on it, Earl, I'm sure, as we get reaction to the Chiefs Chargers next week. Uh, or, well, it'll be the week after, I suppose. Let's take a quick break. We'll have plenty of time here. We're going to set up Tim Fitzgerald. So coming up on the show today, 
We got Tim Fitzgerald. He'll come at the top of the next hour. We've got plenty of K-State football, obviously, to talk about with the Will Howard, Adrian Martinez news. K-State basketball in action as well. So we'll talk to Fitz about both of those things as we make our way to a potential Big 12 football championship game. Uh, And then we'll also, in the next hour, preview Wichita State basketball tonight. Um, so we have that. That'll you'll hear over on KYN. What's on tap tonight on the Family Networks pregame? There starts at five. You've got Thursday night football here on KFH at six thirty. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, joins us next on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.